A word for today, Lions Down's daily podcast to help you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. Nothing could matter more. This isn't to replace your personal Bible reading and prayer, but rather encourage and help you in it. Welcome back to A Word for Today. It's Saturday the 12th of December. I'm going to read again these closing verses of the book of Joshua. Joshua 24, verse 29. After these things, Joshua the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died, being a hundred and ten years old. And they buried him in his own inheritance at Timnath-serah, which is in the hill country of Ephraim, north of the mountain of Gash. Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua and had known all the work that the Lord did for Israel. As for the bones of Joseph, which the people of Israel brought up from Egypt, they buried them at Shechem in the piece of land that Jacob bought from the sons of Hamor, the father of Shechem, for a hundred pieces of money. It became an inheritance of the descendants of Joseph. And Eleazar, the son of Aaron, died, and they buried him at Gibeah, the town of Phinehas, his son, which had been given him in the hill country of Ephraim. We see in those uh, verses a picture of endings, burials, but also the promise of inheritance. And what we've seen is the great key is that inserted verse. It sticks out like a sore thumb, doesn't it? The account of the burial of the bones of Joseph, the verse that gives life to the whole passage. And it tells us that at the heart of the story of Joshua is the infinitely larger salvation plan of God that is pictured throughout the whole Bible that runs from the pre-creation eternity to the post-creation, the new creation eternity, all created by God to display his glory in the salvation of a people. And what the book of Joshua is doing is simply preaching the gospel, the thing that builds God's church. And we saw yesterday in our application that there is no future in this world. These verses make the point, don't they, very well. Joshua died. Eleazar died. Joseph died. And what we are pointed to through the Bible is that reality, ultimate reality, and blessing lie in the next world. You see, it's very tempting, isn't it, to uh, adopt the view of the world, which is the next world is a kind of shadowy world of sort of ghosts and shades and unreality. But actually, it's the other way around. As C.S. Lewis put it, these are the shadowlands. We live in the shadowlands. What lie beyond is ultimate reality. Do you remember the body of the risen Lord Jesus? It could pass through rocks. It could pass through doors. Uh, which were just as vapor to the reality of the risen Lord Jesus Christ. There is real reality, and there is the blessing of God's people. The gospel is not about blessing in this world in any real material sense. That's the false prosperity gospel whose focus is just within this world. No, the gospel points us to the next world. But The gateway to that ultimate reality and blessing in the next world is in this world. That's the point. And therein lies the mission of the people of God. It is in the gospel. That is the message 
of Joshua, the message, we might say, of the work of God, the title of this little series that we're looking at this week, The Work of God. What we saw in Joshua was the conquest and the occupation fulfilled in the New Testament in the cross of Jesus Christ, who overcame the world on behalf of his people, and the call that that cross makes to discipleship, to occupation, to settlement in the land that he has conquered. And that is God's gospel call to all. And you know, it promises that whoever will turn from the world to the cross, whoever will repent, whoever will turn away from whatever is presenting, uh, preventing them embracing that ultimate reality that lies beyond this world, they will be cleansed, they will be forgiven, they will be accounted the very righteousness of Jesus Christ himself. They will be reconciled to God. They will be adopted into God's family. They will be, to use the Bible word, saved. And uh, the great message of uh, Joshua has been, hasn't it, particularly in those closing chapters, that we are, this was the message of chapter 23, if you remember, we are to receive the word of God and reject the way of the world. We cannot run the two things together. We are to receive the word of God by rejecting the way of the world. We cannot uh, have both. And the message of chapter 24 was very much choose, wasn't it? Choose God, we would say today. Choose Jesus. You can't have Jesus and the world. Jesus himself said, you cannot serve God and money. The word he used was actually mammon, which describes the Syrian god of prosperity, of fertility. You can't have both. You have to choose. And when you see the work of God as it's presented in the book of Joshua and as it's alluded to in this reference of Joseph, how could we continue to live for what is passing and fading, to what is subject to rust and decay and the work of moth? We must put away the way of the world. We must rise and receive the word of God rejecting the way of the world. I pray that these studies in Joshua, Joshua will encourage you to do that. We'll come back for one final time tomorrow. Heavenly Father, please would we as a people receive your word and reject the way of the world. Please would you enable us by seeing the glory and the transcendence of your salvation work that spans everything in creation from eternity to eternity, either side of creation. Please would we choose Jesus and continue to choose Jesus, ever putting away foreign gods, ever putting away what would drive us off track, ever putting away what would steal our hearts. Please would your people choose your Savior. And please would we appeal to the world this Christmas time with this wonderful message. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. A word for today helping you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. This podcast was brought to you by Lionsdown at lionsdown.org.